Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining Life Point. By the way, folks, we are going through Romans, and I have asked Pastor Don Bertelson to be a part of this series. So he's going to join me, I think, by every time possible, if he can make it over from Caldwell to, to get here. But we're going to share because Don is a Bible guy, and, and and I'm just glad to have him with me. So, Don, thanks for joining me for this series. I'm looking forward to it. Romans, just a great Bible study. Yeah, you we just... don't know how long it'll last us, but we're going to move on to chapter three today, which is a kind of a big chapter in Romans. Yep. And, uh, of course, the Apostle Paul wrote Romans, and, and Don, uh, and why was it that he wrote Romans, or who was he wrote it to? He was writing it to the church in Rome. He had hoped to come visit them, but just keep gotten delayed. And so you read, in the, you know, when we did the first chapter, he talks about his longing to spend some time with them. But he wants to set the stage, so to speak, as he arrives in Rome. So he gives him the basics of salvation, of walk with Jesus, and he breaks it down for him. And so he gets a little tough here in chapter 2 and chapter 3 with the Jews and their devotion to the law. And... You know, and they're thinking that they're righteous above everybody else, and he kind of points that out as we get into chapter three. We'll see what happens. Yeah, there. especially tomorrow. I think I think we'll probably get through the first half of chapter three today, and then yep. and then tomorrow it really talks about uh, salvation and such. But uh, anyway, yep. folks, let's pray together. Lord, thanks for the day. Thanks for Pastor Don being with me, and God, I pray you bless all the listeners. God, may we just grow in you each and every day. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. All right. Uh, Chapter 3. What advantage, then, is there being a Jew, or what value is there in circumcision? But in every way, first of all, they have been entrusted with the very words of God. What if some did not have faith? Will their lack of faith nullify God's faithfulness? Not at all. Let God be true in every man a liar, as it is written, so that you may be proved right when you speak and prevail when you judge. Well, maybe we'll stop right there for a moment. <laughs> Boy, the lot right there in just those couple of verses. Yeah, it's just, you know, he says in in every way, first they have been entrusted with the very words of God. But what if some did not have faith? Well, their lack of faith nullified God's faithfulness. What exactly is he saying with that? Well, he's kind of making a... Um like a conversation among himself. He's trying to teach by asking questions. Last week, we, or last time, we talked about God doesn't show favoritism. He judges the Jew and the Gentile the same way. And so then he says in a kind of a conversation, or, well, then if, if that's the way it is, then what advantage do we have of being a Jew? And he says, well, much, because you've been given and trusted with the word of God. But the trouble is, they were given it to be able to share it, but they were kind of keeping it to themselves and yeah. keeping other people away. And and so and then he's kind of like, he's leading up to the point. He says, so then if God's grace is so good, then what about those who lack faith? Does does that then mean God doesn't have to show faith to them because they don't have a relation? Because that's what, kind of what the law was. And so then he brings in some scriptures. And of course, he's talking to the Jewish group here. And so he's going to be doing a lot of scripture here, a lot of, a lot of psalm and a lot of... Um, things he shares there but he's he's pretty tough on the on those who think they're righteous and they're away from god yeah and boy and that's it sometimes we need that and sometimes even in the church today you know we we're, we're like some of these people who we do, we know the truth but we don't share it sure we yeah. almost hold on to it put it in a little uh box and every once in a while unlock the box yeah yeah you yeah. know What's that old song? This is the light of mine. mine I'm, I'm gonna let, let it shine. shine. Yeah. Then hide it under a bushel. Yeah, no. 
yeah. I'm going to let that's it shine. Yep. And that's what God wants us to do in our walk with Him is yeah, and to let so our light shine. For this, for our community, or society and culture today, boy, do we ever need to be standing up for God now? Oh my goodness, I, it's yeah, we've gone downhill in such a fast fashion that it's it's scary. But we got to trust God and, and move past that and, and try to think positive, you know. And then the next passage of Scripture says, "But if." This is verse 5. But if our unrighteousness brings out God's righteousness more clearly, what shall we say? That God is unjust in bringing wrath on us? I'm using a human argument, he says. Certainly not. If that were so, how could God judge the world? Someone might argue, if my falsehood enhances God's truthfulness and so increases glory, why am I still condemned as a sinner? Is this a... Are they trying to justify what's going on here? Well, he's, you know, he's kind of again. It's almost like mocking the Jews in their self righteousness. Yes, and and as he said, so he uh, so he has this question guy, and it's just kind of a, it's not a real person. He's kind of making these these questions up to be able to answer them. But so he, this guy goes, well, then if if God's grace comes and it shows so much when we're unrighteous and when we're doing wrong, maybe we need to do that to show God's glory more. And Paul says, no, that's what I'm not saying. Certainly not. And we do come the world and Christians try to come up with things to excuses yeah to validate our lifestyle validate our lifestyle and that says we're doing this because we can do that and and, and paul it's almost like you guys are just being ridiculous but it's not really so he's, he's kind of has this conversation going to make his point here and in verse 80 goes on to say uh why not say as we are being slanderously reported saying and some claim we say let us do evil that is good may that good may result their <laughs> condemnation is deserved yeah, you know, so oh, it's kind of like, well, as long as we keep, if, you know, if we live this way, then God's grace is going to cover us for a while. But then he's going to go back and say, but hey, wait a minute. You know, God, he says, God's going to judge you the same. Yeah. And so just don't be thinking because you're a Jew and kind of the seed of Abraham and that you're the, you were the chosen, but you were there to, to have a place to share with others. And you've taken that. For granted, basically. And how many people play games with God? Oh, isn't that dangerous? <laughs> I mean, especially in churches. I mean, we, and this audience is relatively a Christian audience. That listen, sure. They listen to Christian radio. But there's people out there that are not Christian, that have not made a commitment to Jesus Christ yet. And we hope they do. And we hope they learn by the different uh, programs that are on the air that uh, preach the Word of God. And as we're preaching today, that they listen very carefully and say, man, I want my life to be different. And uh, turn it over to the Lord and, and give Him everything. The problem is, we turn things over to the Lord and we give Him a handful. Yeah, yeah, and we keep a whole bunch behind us, and and so it's. But that's His, and uh, yeah, the Jews. You know, sometimes we look like we pick on them a lot, but they're an example of those who think that they have everything together because of their history and their heritage. And and Paul say, no, it's not about about your rules and laws. It's about a heart matter. Jesus changes the heart, and that's what he's trying to get across to him. I remember my dad preaching that way growing up uh, all the time, you know, that it's a heart matter. And, you know, sometimes we we get so judgmental. I was talking to one of our legislators uh, recently and was talking about, he was talking about some of these different things, dealing with the laws and dealing with transgender and dealing with all those things. And he said, isn't, isn't, doesn't God call us to love everyone? I said, absolutely. He calls us to love everyone. He wants us to love everyone. 
But in this world, as, as we know from Sodom and Gomorrah, that because of immorality and, and sexual sins and all sorts of crazy things, that God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. But sometimes, but sometimes we, like I said again, we justify things. And and I I want to love people. I want them to know I love them. Whatever whatever their situation is, if they're drunk and living in sin, sin is sin. I don't care how you shape it, it's sin. But when we start accepting it and saying it's okay, then we are in trouble. But 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 we are to love. We're to love the sin and hate the sinner. Yeah. I mean, love the <laughs> love the <laughs> sinner and hate the sin. Excuse That's me. Fine. Yeah, don't get yeah. that wrong. Well, this is live radio. <laughs> yeah, this, this is radio. We got to make sure we straighten that out. But no, it's you know. And some people, well, how can you judge? He's asking about how you can. Well, we can't judge. We are not the judge. Yeah, we but are the not word the of God. Uh, judges and, and there's all sorts of arguments. We t- was playing on words with each other, and there's all sorts of arguments about things. And and you, and the justification that people come up with uh, is very interesting. And and but it makes you think. Sometimes you got to really know the Word of God to be able to counteract some of that. But I know one thing: if something's questionable, if something is the you can't figure out if it's right or wrong. I would just treat it as if it's wrong if because it's wrong. you want to do what's right. And yeah. then he t- goes on to talk about no one is righteous. He says in verse 9, what shall we conclude then? Are we any better? Not at all. We have already made the charge that Jews and Gentiles alike all mm-hmm. are all under I'm sin, sin. as is written. Yeah. There is no one righteous, not even one. Yeah. I don't care if you're with the greatest church goer the, on, the, on the deacons or whatever it might be. Yeah. Nobody's righteous. Yeah. And it's important that, that we follow and not take chapter 3 out of just by itself because it's a continuation of his argument with them about thinking the, the Jewish people at this time almost felt like they were exempt from God's judgment because they were the chosen ones. And he's pointing out, no, you're not. And that's not the way it is because no one is really right with God without our faith in him and without faith and stuff. Righteousness comes through God. Well, Don, what do, you, what do you think about this verse? Verse 11, it says, there is no one who understands, no one who seeks God. It's Again, it's, it's one of the quoting from an Old Testament, which they write that way. And it's, it sets us a, a picture of calloused hearts that, uh, that when people, remember the other thing, they'll be ever hearing, but never perceiving, never all that. That's kind of that picture of what happens when a heart is so callous that they turn away from God and, and then, then they're not open, but all the open to the truth. But then there's a point when he says, but if you open your heart, God will bring healing to your heart. And I think he, he's quoting several psalms here, but he's just pulling a little piece out here. So yeah. we have to kind of put them together. Yeah. And you can get that when you have the parallel Bible. Yeah, you can look down and they'll show you. Uh, yeah, if you've got your Bible, you can look down and typically there's a, a number or a letter there that, that'll give you the, the, the reference that yeah. he's referring we to. We don't have that in, in this Bible. We're, yeah. we're looking at it through an NIV right now. Yeah. He said, uh, then he said, all, all have turned away. They have together become worthless. There's no one who does good, good, not even one. one. Again, he's reiterating that, that point. Point that we've all sinned. We've all sinned, and and just because you think that you might have this this one on one with God because you are a descendant of Abraham, no, that's not enough. 
And I got to say this real quick. We're, we're over time here. Is verse twenty says, "Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in his sight by observing the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of sin." sin. That sums up the law, right? There. That sums up the law. And yeah. folks, hope you have a good day. We're going to move on to the second half of Romans tomorrow. Bless you. Life Point is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.